The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is brought to you by Miami Grill. For over 30 years, Miami Grill has brought you big favorites from big cities, featuring authentic ingredients prepared fresh to order with the best cheesesteaks, wings, gyros, burgers, and more. Don't just bring dinner home, bring home Miami. Order online or in person. Pickup, drive-thru, dine-in, and delivery available at all locations. If you're craving it, they're making it. Bringing Miami Grill home has never been easier. With locations all over South Florida, check MyMiamiGrill.com to find yours. That's MyMiamiGrill.com to find Miami Grill. This show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a revolutionary new daily fantasy game whereby you pick two, three, or four players to go over or under their fantasy point projections, and if you're correct, you win. Pick two or more players from the same sport or league, or go cross leagues for your parlay. Use the promo code 5, that's F-I-V-E, 5, and receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. But first, sign up at prizepicks.com to start winning today. Welcome to 3 Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. And we're on, and welcome to Three Yards for Carry. I'm Alfredo Arteaga. Chris Kaufman is here. Simon Clancy is actually not on vacation. He's on assignment. Like, you know, people that have jobs in media actually do those things. So he is on assignment. Really, he is on assignment. He's participating in a documentary. When he gets on the show, I'll have him say more about it. As always, this show is brought to you by Biscayne Bay Brewing, the official beer of Five Reasons Sports Network and the Three Yards Per Carry show. You can get it on Publix, Total Wine and Liquors, or have it delivered to you via Instacart. And, of course, Manscaped. Use five the code 5RSN and get 20% off your order with Manscaped. All right. By the way, you know that they're up to the lawnmower 4.0. Right, and have you seen Are how nifty what? that? Really? Yeah, have you seen how nifty that thing looks? No, of course not. I, I didn't even know that. I'm talking were... about the machine, not you know, not anything. All oh, right. No, I, I I didn't even know that they did that. So uh, so no, I have not seen it. I, I should take a look. Yeah, like uh, let me let me go on their on the website for a second here. They're getting there. It is the lawnmower 4.0. It's a little bit. Um, it looks like a stealth fighter. <laughs> I don't know if you're looking at it, if you're looking at it on the website, but as a 7,000 RPM motor with quite, quite, uh, I, I thought I was going to say quick stroke technology. I was about to say, whoa, 
But no, it's quiet stroke technology and it's trademarked. So like, you know, like if you invented your own quiet stroke technology, Chris, you would get sued by Manscaped. If I invented my own quiet stroke technology, then <laughs> I would um, I would have had a different uh, uh, adolescence. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, the, of course, waterproof it has the LED light. Okay, because, you know, for our miner friends out there, you know, they're mining coal in West Virginia. You know, they might need this when they when they go on the job in the morning. So that's important. And of course, if you look at it, 20% off on the entire order, like, you know, just just get on it. Another thing they've got on is uh I don't did you see uh Brian Flores hooping and hollering at the BBT Center? Of course the Panthers lost, so all the memes and all the jokes came back. Did you see that? No, I, I, I mean, you mean, uh, yeah, the, I, I saw the hype video. I, I think I sent it to you. But, um, yeah. It was, well, he it was, did a hype video, but he was also in the stands. Oh, I didn't see that. No, no. I thought yeah, he was in the stands the and because he was there, pretty excited about the hype video. Yeah, there was a guy sitting in front of him and had a towel. He took the guy's towel and started waving and started telling the fans to get into it, which oh, was wow. interesting. You know, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you have to see the video. It was, and supposedly he's like a closet Florida Panthers fan. Like he's been to a oh, bunch of games that. this year, and I guess he likes hockey. He's been to a bunch. Well, he probably got into it with Chris Greer too. I mean, Chris Greer's brother is a hockey, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, he just got a job with the Rangers, I believe. Yeah. Which means that the Rangers are going to trade some guy for for like a bunch of first round picks. Wasn't the hype video weird though? Like I I don't know that I've ever seen him like that hyped about the Dolphins. Like I've seen him be really animated. Like particularly when that dude was taking cheap shots. Um, it was a the the Rams guy, right? And he got he got really like. Well, he got into a um, what was the Bengals guy? The the Bengals guy. Oh, the Bengals guy. Guys. I think I think of him as a Rams guy. It was uh, you know, it's like Michael something or other. But um, yeah, he wanted yeah. to fight that guy. Yeah, he, yeah, the Bengals dude. Like he definitely got animated for that. But I've never seen him be that hyped for football for the Miami Dolphins football as he was for the Florida Panthers hockey game. Like in that hype video, I just haven't seen him. You yeah, know, like a couple that. of years ago, I remember him one time passing right by me. You know, this was pre-COVID when they allowed us near the players. And mm. I remember him screaming, I guess you bleeping guys don't feel like practicing today. And I, I, I slunk away as, you know, he said that like really, really loud, like right next to me. <laughs> and he, yeah. was threat- he was threatening to call off practice as we just got there and kick out all the media. And so, you know, he's animated in practice. Like, that's a fact. No, that's I mean, he's animated. That That's like angry. That's that's different from being like hyped up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, I've seen him angry. Of course. <laughs> Gets all like, yeah, he's, he's definitely got got that going for him. But like, he was just like, you know, like, get on your feet. Let's go now. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's just really didn't seem like his football demeanor got us <laughs> maybe yeah, he's right? just not that excited about dolphins football maybe that's like maybe hockey's his passion and this is his job yeah yeah you know you know what that makes a lot of sense right that makes a lot of sense 
By the way, did you see any of those videos? Like, I, you know, I keep watching these videos. Like, if you're watching, I, I just said I didn't. Film, <laughs> you, you didn't, right? You didn't see any of the videos. Nothing, yeah, you said it off the air. No now idea. we're talking. Now we're communicating with our listeners, Chris. No, I didn't say that off the air. That was that was earlier in the show. Listeners can attest. Really? Okay. Then maybe I press you're record. You're losing it. Early. You're losing it. Yeah. So you saw none of those videos. I scoured Nothing. them like like the Sapruder film. Why? Who looks bigger? He looks huge. Preston Williams sighting, by the way. Remember when we we were speculating that oh, maybe he was he's gone? Still he was on the dead. Team? Yes. He's still on the team. Wow. Yes. There was a Preston. Well, Good there was a him. really really tall guy wearing eighteen. That's him, right? I, well, maybe, <laughs> but it could have been a. Um, actually, no, it could have been like it legitimately could have been that um, that quarterback convert guy that uh, the Dolphins signed. Maybe. But it was like, interesting. Seriously. Devontae Parker looking ripped. He didn't have that, that McDonald's belly that he has every once in a while. He has high fiving with Brian Flores. And of course. He has a McDonald's belly? Like, I've never he's, known. He's always been soft-bodied, Devontae Parker. Is that, why, is that why Chris Chambers was, like, going after him one time? He's just like, yes. hey, man, contact me, man. Yeah, he's always Devontae Parker has always had the we'll reputation get you <laughs> of being a soft-bodied guy, but mm-hmm. not this year. He looked ripped, and of course, Jalen Waddle, you know, lightning fast in the little snippets that we could see. Okay, oh, Chris yeah. Wilkins oh, was there, and he didn't hurt anybody. Which how that's can a, we, that's how can we see? We uh, honestly, we can't get anything out of this, right? I mean, this this is not this is not football evaluation time. Right? No, no, it's just uh, you know guys running against nobody. <laughs> In shorts, you know, it's a miracle that worked. Kyle Loxley, by the way, Kyle Loxley is the guy I was trying to remember. That that's okay. the the quarterback convert. He's it's like his the son of a coach Loxley. I wasn't is a Mike Loxley. I forget. Um, yeah, uh, he used to be Alabama coach. I believe so. Yeah, Mike Loxley. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Oh, Jalen Phillips looking huge. Yeah, Mike Loxley. Yeah, who's looking huge? Yeah, Jalen Phillips. Big. I, I I didn't know he was that did, big. Did Jakeem Grant did Jakeem Grant like grow five inches? No, unfortunately. He wasn't uh, in any of the videos. So I don't know. Well, there goes yeah. there goes his shot. So look, you know, I, I paid a lot of attention since you know you're talking about one minute and like 30 second videos. So you start looking mm-hmm. at it like the Zapruder film. You try you try to dissect everything. And I don't know. It seemed to me like the guys that they showed on the video, it was it was telling. Let's just say it was telling. A lot of two on the video, a lot of Jalen Waddle, a lot of Austin Jackson, Solomon Kinley on the video, Kristen Wilkins. But you couldn't see Jakeen Grant. There was some Devontae Parker. You know, no Will Fuller on the video either. Mm. So it, it seemed like, you know, it was scientifically placed wherever they put the cameras they made sure to get the guys that they wanted to get Xavier Howard's on the video yeah their own baker I have a hard time getting excited about any of this to be honest (laughs) yeah me too like Like, I mean come on these guys uh they're they're doing practically this is like class mostly classroom work and then they go around and jog around the field a little bit I mean that's that's basically it. It's not even like it. I'm not even one of those people like, oh, it doesn't mean anything until they put the pat. No, that's not what I even mean. I mean, like yeah. right now, 
it's just like classroom stuff. And then they get on the field and they just jog around a little bit. I mean, it's just like, it's, it's, it's nothing at this stage. Yeah. I saw somebody that posted a video of Hunter Long uh, catching what is essentially a warm-up ball, right? And they say, ah, oh, look, look at him getting out of his stance and getting down the field. And I'm like, he's running against air. <laughs> like, he's playing catch out there. Catching. Like, you, you can literally see that he's at playing, every yeah, part. Catch catch. <laughs> at every park this weekend. Although, he, there, are, there are spy reports. I'm Hunter telling Long. you, he moves well, though. I mean, he's he's. He's fun. Like I like I like watching him move. He runs well to me. Like I, th- I yeah. think you know. And I, I don't know. May, people might not know what I mean by that, and that's that's okay. Um, because I probably Smooth strider. Can't really he's a, he's it, a he, he's an easy strider. Is what he, he is. Well, I, yeah. I'm, but he's but he's balanced. I mean, he's he's balanced. He can change directions. He runs. You know, and he and he strides. He strides well, of course. But you know he runs really well. He's got good. He's got good uh, foot contact. I mean, he's. It's just. I think he's a good runner. I think he he can get open. You know, there's the tight ends. Kind of weird, right? It's like um, it's like there's there's the level of a tight end that's uh, like Durham Smythe. That's right. I, I will mm-hmm. not get used to that. The guy's been here for like almost four years, and um, he will eventually get cut, and Durham, we will be. We'll be pronouncing yeah, his name wrong. And, well, and then I won't have to worry about it anymore. He can be Smith again. Um, but so so there's guys at the level of Durham Smythe that, you know, they're only going to get open against zone, right? And it's it's only going to – because he just he just sat in the middle of the zone and basically the the kind of football or the kind of uh, pass that, that they talk about you take what the defense gives you. He's only going to be able to take what the defense gives you. Every now and then, he might be able to um, beat a uh, a two down linebacker. Uh, a two down linebacker, if he gets matched up in the right way, um, you know. Otherwise, it's going to have to be zone or misdirection or something like that. So there's that level of dude. But then there's then there's like you know a level of dude that's like okay, he can beat those two down linebackers. That's a mismatch, you know, like mm-hmm. like that kind of dude. And then there's like, okay, but can he, can he beat the coverage linebackers? Cause that's not a two down linebacker, you know, like a, a, a guy that's going to be out there for all three downs. And then there's, okay, well, what happens when there's a safety on this guy? Um, and that's, that's Mike Gesicki's problem is, you know, he's bumped all the way up to safety coverage, generally speaking. And, um, and, and so, you know, what do you, what do you do? What do you do when, with that? Can he really, um, make things happen against that. I kind of think of Hunter Long as, you know, definitely being well above the Durham Smythe area, but, um, mm-hmm. but I, I, I'm curious about what happens when he gets, when he gets a, uh, like a coverage linebacker on him. Um, that might be like the defensive sweet spot trying to defend, like Simon mentioned, uh, JOK, um, Jeremiah Wusakoromora, mm-hmm. um, Cormoa uh, in that that game against Notre Dame, I didn't think he necessarily blank and blanked him or blanketed him uh, in the game because you know there was a lot of uh, coverage by by other guys too. Um, but he did he did a good job against him, you know, and so that might be the kind of guy that Hunter or that Hunter Long has some trouble with. And then again, if you put if they try and get a safety on him, maybe he just bullies him around because he's so big and strong. Like and that's that that is a that is a possibility, so um, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see to see what what he does. You're going to have to kind of like watch him on the field and place it, 
you know, what, who, who exactly he mismatches against. Yeah. I got some glowing reports from, from camp on Hunter Long. And I even, I, I just, I just, you know, I, I you know, point blank asked, like, you know, you guys sound, you sound a bit surprised that he's good. And he's like, well, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's true. You know, uh, let's just say that that's Hunter a vote Long, of confidence. If I've ever heard it, <laughs> like Hunter, this guy Long we was, drafted in the third round, we're really surprised he's kind of good. <laughs> yeah, Hunter Long, I would say, was not a consensus pick. Like, I guess uh, some people in that building, not. some in that in that building, you know, really, really wanted him. You know, hint, probably the head coach, since he was the only one who went to go see him. And that's true. By the way, I looked at my stat. I looked at my numbers. All right, and not my numbers. My my. Uh, my notes from the regular season, it was a COVID year. So they only allowed, I believe it was, they cut from three visits to one, right? No Dolphin Scout was ever at a Boston College game throughout the entire season against nice. anybody. Nice. Until, okay. until Brian Flores showed up at his old stomping grounds to watch one guy. Yes. Like there was just one guy playing there and or, uh, you know, working out in that, that pro day of any interest and, and everybody else is just like, you know, maybe, maybe undrafted free agent type. And, uh, and then we ended up drafting. So. Of course. And then it happened, but yep. you know, glowing reports, but I, I guess we're going to go through all of these guys and, and try to discern what it means going forward. Very interesting on the ESPN website, you know, they do their own depth chart. Uh, they're one of the few people that kind of have like eyes on of what's going on or, you know, they have, they have connections. Let's just say that. And they rejumbled their entire depth chart on the Miami dolphins this past week. And it's kind of interesting to note, uh, Liam Eikenberg is the backup right tackle behind Jesse Davis. And a lot of the things that, that we were speculating on is right there on paper. Like they got Austin Jackson, Kenley, Skura, Hunt at right guard. And the two right tackles are Jesse Davis Liam Eikenberg. So I guess that's settled. Would you think that that's settled, that that's what we're going into camp with? And Liam Eikenberg is trying to win that right tackle job? Well, it's that that and the fact that Brian Flores said it outright. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he said that he said that he's, you know, he he said that he could play both, like that he, that he might get a little, little time at guard too. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it was definitely like secondary to what he was saying about tackle so um i think that one's settled um if he doesn't win over jesse davis which is tough to imagine because uh, you know i don't i don't know if people want to see jesse davis out there to be honest um if he then then you could see him yeah i guess i guess well now let's go see if he can play left guard you know um but i just i just go ahead and pencil him in to be honest yeah and i would say this uh if you look at this, this uh, the offensive line, DJ Fluker's on third team, but, man, they got depth at guard now because Fluker mm-hmm. has played guard well in this league. When they signed him, I thought it was a, a tip-off, like, hey, you know, Robert Hunt kind of won the right tackle job, and now they got themselves a pretty nice right guard in DJ mm-hmm. Fluker because I thought he was really good in Seattle a couple of years ago. Last year mm-hmm. he played everywhere and played well for the Ravens. But I guess DJ Fluker is like essentially for the first time in his long career, because it's seven seasons now, he's not a starter anymore. He's actual depth. Yeah. Well, you know, DJ Fluker just uh, is, is 
it's really just one saying, you know, and then that I, as somebody was circulating this a little bit, but it, it goes back a long ways. It's like your, your offensive line isn't as good as your best offensive lineman is as good as your worst offensive lineman. And, mm. um, and that's what DJ Fluker's about. You know, you get hit, you get hit with some sort of injury and your backup DJ Fluker has to go in there. Um, how good is your offensive line? If that, that guy is easy to exploit, um, so, you know, hopefully DJ Fluker is not. So that's, that's the idea. Yeah. But there's depth on this line that where there isn't any depth is that center because Matt Skura is, you know, presumably he's the starter at center. Yeah. I'm wondering, uh, you know, are the, if they, if he gets injured, are they just going to put a jugs machine in there? <laughs> you know what? It's not a bad idea. First of all, you'll get consistent it. snaps. You know what? I, you would get like this is yeah. You get. You, I'll take some consistent snaps, even if you know that he doesn't. And that do thing is really clunky. So like, if you try to rush, if you just try to bowl it over, you might get yourself hurt. First yeah, of you'll all, you'll have to go around it. <laughs> yeah, right. But man, now that I'm looking for it, I see it all the time. Man, Sk- Matt Skura has some good tape last year with the Ravens. Mm-hmm. But damn it, if I don't see those those errant snaps all the time now, <laughs> as I watch them. Like you see Lamar Lamar Jackson moving his hands a little bit more than he's than he should, you know what I mean? Honestly, I wonder like how they really feel about Tyler Gautier and uh, Cameron Tom. Those are the two centers that are behind uh, Matt yeah. Skura. because the fact that they didn't do anything behind Matt Skura is really because I, I know we all assume that it's like you know, oh Michael Dieter is the backup, but I don't want to see him in there. No, I mean that, Jesus. <laughs> Again, give me the jugs machine. Um, yeah. But you know, I wonder if, hey, Cameron Tom, maybe maybe they like him. Maybe maybe they like Tyler Gauthier, or maybe we're just fucked. I don't know. Yeah, Ted Karras had the job all year last year, but if there was such a thing as winning the backup job, Michael Dieter won the backup job last year because he's the one who kept warming up. You know, two on the sidelines. So would you say one or inherited? Inherited is probably a better word, right? Yeah. I remember they kept trying Jesse Davis, and they're like, "Ah, nah, you're not gonna do that." Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and, and they could, I guess, they could try that again, but they clearly didn't like what they saw there. Yeah. And, and understandably, I mean, the guy's never done it. Mm-hmm. So, well, it, that's you know, that's interesting. Uh, you can't discern much from the video on Austin Jackson, but it looks like you know he's the left tackle, and he mm-hmm. should be healthy this year. So that. That's nice to see. What does it say of this offense? That It's obvious now that it's Devontae Parker, William, William Fuller. I don't know why they keep putting him William Fuller when he's gone as Will Fuller his entire career. But everywhere, every press release, they keep calling him it's, William it's Fuller. It's Fuller V, though. It's, it's Will Fuller the fifth. Yeah, the fifth. And he's, he's always, putting it on his always, jersey, by the way. Will Ful- he's always Fuller V. Yeah. By the way, it's going to drive me crazy, all these weird numbers that everybody's going to wear. Like, you know. It's gonna be difficult because it's gonna the first time ever I'm gonna have to like learn a bunch of numbers because everybody on the team is changing their numbers. Which I don't. I could care less about the numbers. I'm I'm gonna have the most difficult time with the fact there's 17 games because I'm still gonna be saying 10 and six or 11 and five and stuff like that for <laughs> yeah, yeah eight and eight you know, several years. There several can't years. be no more eight and eight, no 500s unless you tie a game. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, remember, uh, remember when uh, who was the quarterback? It was the Eagles' quarterback. What's his name? Um, Donovan McNabb 
when the game ended in a tie and he kept asking everybody on the sideline, what what are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> How come we're not we're not we're still not playing? And they're like, no, it ended in a tie. You know, quarter's over. That's it. Tie. It's like there's there's a tie. <laughs> yeah, he had no idea whatsoever. You know, just like you know, just like LeBron James decided that he hated the idea of the playing game as soon as his team got in the playing game. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> LeBron James didn't a, say a, a and then it became a year. problem, like league wide. Like suddenly, it's like, oh, I don't know about this plan. Like, because LeBron didn't like it. Because LeBron's got to play in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's tonight, by the way. So, that what is does tonight, it say? Yeah. Are we an eleven personnel type team now? Like. Oh, 100,000%. About 83. Uh, 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 I'll give you a number. 83%. That's the Rams. 83. No, no, not quite that bad. I mean, they're, you know, they got, they got a bunch of tight ends for a reason, but I I just, I just think, yeah, I mean, this is what they're, this is what they're trying to do. This is where they're trying to go with this. They've got Fuller V and, um, and, and Jalen Waddle and uh, Devontae Parker. And, you know, and, and frankly, I, it's not like I'd, I'd never want to see Preston Williams on the field. I like him. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot. Um, you know, so so they're, they're, they're pretty deep there. And I think that that's, you know, it's like what Trent, Trent Dilfer said, um, if you want to fix Tua. Like he's like, if you want to fix Tua, you know, just go out. You go out and get Jalen Waddle and you start doing four verts. And um, I don't see it doing four verts with uh, two tight ends. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. And also another thing that I noticed on tape as I tried to discern like where guys are going to play. And whenever they they ran Y ISO last year, it's pretty much the same thing. Like the guy who would be on the slot on the opposite end when they would line up three wide receivers was Jakeem Grant. Now that yeah. guy is going to be Jalen Waddle. Oh yeah, yeah. Big difference. With Wolf well, not a difference in speed, but um, Confidence. You know, probably a little bit difference in availability. I mean, they just the ball just didn't find Jakeem, and that's that's unfortunate. Yeah, well, that's one he was way. open a that's, lot. I'm mean, frankly, if you look at the he, all was. Time, he was open a lot. That Denver game, that Denver game, Denver game yeah. wasn't really most of mostly his fault, it was actually Tua's fault, right? He couldn't get him the ball. Well, I mean, that's, but then there's, it's sometimes it's just, it's unfortunate, but like, you know, when you're not a, when you're kind of a bit player, you're not like a big player in the, um, in the offense, you know, when you get your shot, you really have to take it. And if you don't, then it sticks in everyone's memory. And, um, and I think that big drop against Cincinnati, just, that just killed him. Yes. It was, it was a confidence killer. Yeah. Seeing that confidence killer in ever from everybody though. Mm-hmm. To his confidence, coach's confidence, fans' confidence. Um, I think I don't think Jakeem has a confidence problem in himself, but um, but everybody else clearly has a confidence problem in him. Yeah. Now we know that they don't care about running backs, but Miles Gaskin made a little news by saying, "Oh yeah, the the playbook completely different," which which is to say, okay, they have some players that you know for some personnel sets that they want to get to that they couldn't get to last year. But if you look at this running back group, you know, well, ESPN puts it as Gaskin, Brown, Ahmed, Dokes as the top four guys. You look at this running back group, is it as simple as what Brian Flores said that 
the passing game and essentially what the Dolphins have on the outside is going to help the running game just by mere formation and by mere who, who they have out there. Is it as simple as that? And maybe we, we made too much about the, the running back position. No, I think that's rationalizing it. Oh, okay. So, so, just, so that, that's, that's pretty good rationalizing though, right? Like we got yeah, all this just, speed, so people are going to back off now. They're going to allow us to run against Nickel. And he knows this. He knows this. So, but Frank, it's it's the other way around. It's not, it's not pro. It's RPO. You know. Yeah. It's so. I mean, yeah. If you want to make the if you want to make the RPO pass offense work, then got to be able to run the ball i mean that's the foundation of it that's the foundation of alabama football um is is the running game is it it, is if they have the numbers then they're going to pound it all over you and that's why that's why it's so hard to defend the rpo um against them because then they start doing play passes and they make the play passes look and smell like the rpo and um and that's a you know that's that's directly playing off the the run game too. Uh, so it's just it's just it strikes me as BS. Like you know, hey, we didn't we didn't really get anybody. We're but we we do kind of like some of these guys, and you know we're we're gonna see mm-hmm. we're gonna roll the dice, see how it works, and you know, and they're just kind of rationalizing <laughs> it at this point. But uh, yeah, maybe because maybe it does happen. I mean, just Jalen Jalen Waddle's presence on the field. Jalen Waddle and Will Fuller's presence on the field together, I mean, it has to do something to the defense even before it's snapped, right? Yeah. So, so I mean, forgetting about forgetting about like defensive tendencies and who they're eyeballing and you know backfield watching and um, stuff like that, but forgetting about that, just how they line up pre-snap has to change, and yeah. and maybe maybe that's what you know Flores is just banking on. He's like hoping if. Hey, if they if they change the spacing even before this ball is uh, is snapped, you know maybe we can run the ball with these guys. And I'm like, we'll see. <laughs> On the defensive end, uh, we see in the depth chart they 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 list Javon Holland as free safety, but Brian Flores says something very interesting. He was grouping guys that he was gonna quote unquote count on. And he started mentioning safeties, and the fir- first guy he mentioned was Jason McCordy. So I guess yeah. he let the cat out of the bag. Jason McCourty is essentially now exclusively a safety for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, that's just gonna that's gonna be that's gonna be his first his first. Um, everybody's got a first whack, right? Like yeah. A, what you're gonna be tried at first, and uh, that's yeah, that's his first whack. He's he's gonna be he's gonna be basically the free safety. He's he's replacing Bobby McCain. He trusts him to run the defense. And um, and that's that's what he's going to be. Now, Trill Williams uh, signed later on. Uh, was it early this week or was it late last week? It was early this week, right? Trill Williams. Right, uh, yeah, it was recent, very recent. That's kind of an interesting signing in the sense that of who he is. Like he's almost exclusively like a single high type guy, right? Or maybe boundary guy in dime. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I think he's he's kind of up against it for the roster, but he looks like he's an NFL player. Like that's a guy that he's gonna play in the NFL. He was fast. Mm-hmm. I believe he played for Syracuse, right? 
yeah, I, he I, was on he was on Syracuse with the um that other safety uh, that everybody liked that I don't really like. Yeah, I'm pretty certain he had pretty good numbers, uh, combine numbers, athletically. So he kind of fits their their mold. Although I'm pretty sure every is Syracuse one of those teams that had a pro day. It just seemed like gravity was working different that day. <laughs> yes. Like, um, like everybody failed it. It was, it yeah. was pretty. Uh, yeah, they had guys that just incredible. Actually, they had the other guy that who his brother played for the Raiders. I always forget his name, but yeah, he had terrible numbers on that day as well. Oh, Melifano. Yeah, Melifano. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and he's supposed to be he's supposed to be like a really athletic dude. Mm. So um, I think know. it hurt his draft status, didn't it? Or or did he get did he go in day two? I don't know where he went. No, that's a good question. Because um, he was supposed. I mean, what's his name? The guy in charge of the um, of the Senior Bowl, um, Nagy was was hype hyping that guy like hard. So mm. um, if he didn't if he didn't end up going very high, then then that's going to be a. Uh, no, he went third round. Okay. He, okay, so he did fine. go day two then. There he yeah. is. He went and to the Lions, so right? Did, so did Divine Diablo, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, he went to the he went to the Lions, right? Ifatu Malafangu. Yeah, he went to the Lions day two. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. I look at the the front seven, man. I'm pretty excited about this like you know if there was a time in the in this offseason where we were looking at the front seven and we we're saying okay they need this they need that mm-hmm. land roberts returned sometime I've, i would say about week six how does that work if they if he starts the season on the pup he's out he's out six weeks no matter what i right? wouldn't count on until the second half of the year and landon roberts it makes sense because mm-hmm. he he had two bad injuries he had a shoulder and he had a knee so mm-hmm. but Man, if they can stay healthy, like this is as good a front seven as well, front technically front six as you can have. Man, Wilkins, Davis, you got Steeler who's gonna play a lot of snaps, Phillips really and Ogba on the edge, McKinney and Baker. Like, where are the weaknesses? I'm I guess in depth, Van but and Van Ginkle, absolutely. And Tyson Render returns for a third season. So maybe the you know, third year's a charm. But Tyson yeah, Render's a guy not, who's I'm noticeable. Count- I'm not counting on anything with him. Well, he's noticeable. Like you watch him, man, like he's really good athlete. Yeah. Good looking athlete. Except, except for when the games start. That's the problem. Like his problem was playing football. <laughs> you know. Uh football John Jenkins as a zero. Adam Butler, they spent a little money on, so he's going to play. Man, I like – and Vince Beagle is back. This is a good group. Uh, I'm Dare I say this is the strength of the team is the front seven. Even though we have all these cornerbacks and safeties, man, this front seven is like you couldn't ask for anything more. Do you agree? I think the secondary is still the strength of, of that unit, let alone, you know, and maybe the team, let alone – and I, th- I think it's it's built to be that way. And I think that that's, that's what – I mean, it's, it is not a coincidence. That was Brian Flores' thing. Hmm. Um, and it, it is that's, – that's the strength of the, the, the defense right there, the secondary. Um, you got Brandon Jones, Eric Rowe, uh, Jason Cordy, and uh, Javon Holland as, as safeties. Um, and then you've got, of course, Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. And, and look what they – I mean – 
what's his name? Nick Needham played well last year for the most part. He had a, a few rough goes, but, um, and yet, and yet they went ahead and signed Justin Coleman anyway. <laughs> yes. You know, so, so, I mean, just think about that. This, this secondary was built to be the strength of the defense in my opinion. And, um, and that's what it's, that to me, that's what it's going to be. And, um, well, they have to. They're going to use like six defensive backs all the time. So, yeah. As far as uh, snaps, could you see maybe? Because I'm I'm interested to see what happens with Noah Bonagini. Uh, is could it be just be as simple? Yeah, I didn't as, even mention him. <laughs> yeah, could it be just as simple as if he, if he really develops, meaning he has a strong camp, and they want him to play? Is Byron Jones just going to play the the slot, and then Nick Needham and Justin Coleman are dimebacks? Essentially, no. is could it be something I, as simple I, as that, I, or no? Seriously, no. I seriously doubt that. Okay, so where does Nia, Noah Benagini fit as far as snap wise on this defense? Because I'm having a hard time, as presently constituted, finding a place for him on the field. He's not going to be on the field, probably. <laughs> wow, and that's okay. I mean, that's this. He is. He's here because he's being trained to essentially replace Xavier Howard or Byron Jones whenever the, one of them is too expensive or too old or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't, they've got the guy for four years. So, you know, they don't five years, really. He was, he was a first round pick. So they've got yeah. the 50 year option. Um, and it's going to be very affordable 50 year option based on where he was selected and how he's been played. Uh, there's no rush there. I mean, they're, if they if they don't need him, it's because Xavier Howard and Byron Jones are healthy, and those are your best bets. You know, even if Noah Igbenogane is a really good player. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I mean, it's I think that he's not going to be on the field. I mean, maybe one of these times, one of these years, not this year, it doesn't seem, but maybe next year, they start working him at the slot and saying, okay, let's see if you can do it. But. Um, but right now, it's just whenever Byron Jones or Xavier Howard goes down, he has to step in, and it's an important job. We saw it against, we saw it when he had to step in at the beginning of the year for Byron Jones. Like they're mm-hmm. not gonna, they're not going to protect you schematically. Like this is why, this is why they they mm-hmm. spent the they, they spent on him because when he gets in there, you know, it's, it, they're not going to protect him schematically. They need him to do the same job that Byron. Jones and Xavier Howard do, which are tough jobs. Um, and so, you know, that's, I think that training him for the future and, and making sure that you don't have any drop off when you step in, because it's that important to the defense. All right. As far as upward mobility in the secondary, as far as the safeties, Eric Rowe is pretty safe for plenty of snaps, but where does that leave Brandon Jones and Javon Holland in your, in your estimation? Because I think that they'd be tickled if Javon Holland just sat Jason McCourty on the bench by week three or so. Am I wrong yeah, I on don't... this? We'll see. We will see how this works out because it, it is entirely possible that that Jason McCourty is just their Bobby McCain and or you know, and, and that's what Flores and uh, both Flores and Boyer have in mind. And then, uh, and then you have Brandon Jones and Javon Holland both trying, both trying to eat into Eric Rowe's action. Mm-hmm. And 
if that happens, then I wonder what will happen because Eric Rowe, it's, he has limitations. Um, limitations that the other guys might not have. So I, that's, it's, it's going to be interesting. And you could be right. I mean, it could be as simple as, oh, uh, you know, Jason McCourty, he's going to be competing with Javon Holland, but Javon Holland's going to take him. And, and then he's our Bobby McCain. He's playing free safety 80, 90% of the time. I maybe, but I don't, I don't, I, don't, I wouldn't, I'd want to see it before I believe it. So we'll see. All right. And then I guess to round it all off, Justin Coleman, Nick Needham, are they essentially, is that the competition for the nickelback and nobody else need apply? Or maybe Javon Holland is a third guy in there. No, it's, it's Nick Needham and, uh, and Justin Coleman. It's, it's the, and Justin Coleman. They're going to, you know, winner take all there. Okay. And which is kind of interesting because if Nick Needham has a monster year, you can almost not pay him, right? Like, because he could get expensive at the end of the year if he has a big year, right? Like, you know, you're going to have that many guys in the secondary getting paid that much money? Well, maybe one yeah, of them have to go. Well, I mean, if they let him go and he gets a big, a big deal somewhere else, then, then that's compensatory pick time. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we just went over the entire roster. You know, there was, yeah, we just went over offense. Uh, we, we did, uh, well, we talked a little bit about Tua Tonga Vailoa, but what can you say about Tua? He, you know, he's, he's buffed up. He looks great. He has a beard now. He wears a hoodie in 95 degree weather. So, he has like, a you know, beard? yes, he has a beard now. Yes, Chris, you don't know that. I really, I really need to, to look at these. Yeah, you got to start watching some of these videos. videos. <laughs> okay. You know, they're, they're not that long. You're talking about a minute and 30 seconds hype videos. Tua Tungvaloa has a beard now. Yes. You, you're, Is and it he's like a, a Ryan Fitzpatrick beard? Not like that. Not that big. But getting there. Like, you could see where it could get there by December. Could you imagine that? Like, I, I would <laughs> love awesome. to see Tua awesome. just, like, really try it. Like, that's his... Like he's trying to, he's trying to get his confidence, the same kind of confidence that Fitzpatrick got. So, so what he's going to do is grow like a six inch long beard. <laughs> yes. And he is noticeably bigger. Works like, for Fitzpatrick. That's just obvious. He's a bigger guy. There is no information as far as, you know, how much he weighs, but I'd be Were you shocked. a little bit concerned though, reading all those quotes from like his trainer? Cause, um, this trainer I'll hyping him up that uh, a happy Tua Tungvalu was a Super Bowl contender or something like that. Yeah, but it, and if you really if you really look at what he was saying, he's saying that like you know a big part of the training regiment was about confidence. And he's like he, actually what he said is a, a confident Tua Tungvalu is a Super Bowl contender, mm. and and there's such an you know emphasis on that. It's like it's diagnostic of what, of what they feel might've happened in, in the second half of his, his starting stretch um, last year, which is that he lost confidence. Absolutely. And, and you could see and it and, and it's, you could see it in his body language last year. Yeah. Oh, I know you could see it, but it's, but to have it, to have it really confirmed at you is kind of, I mean, you never like to hear that about your, you know, this is this guy's eventually going to be in Drew Brees or something like that, and you don't you don't think of those guys ever being in a position to have 
having having lost confidence in their own abilities or something like that. Um, so I could see like where people are like itchy about this. Well, I could say, I, I'll tell you what it was probably about. There's a way where how you can make there's ways you can make football not fun. And I think the Dolphins last year, when the winds started piling up, well, how winds can pile up for this team, you know, not like, you know, other teams were, you know, like the Bills. Like piling up. That's... Yeah. This team, when they're piling up wins, they're five and three. You know, other teams, when they're piling up wins, they're seven and one. You know what I mean? Let's say, let, let's say stacking wins. They yeah, stacking wins. wins. When they started stacking wins, and you could almost see it against the, against the Cardinals, Tua Tungvalo was playing loose, even almost too loose with the football. He made a couple of throws in that game that were like, ooh, like, ugh, I don't know about that, but they got there. And you said, okay, you know, got away with that one. He was taking off on third, third and four, taking off, uh, juking a linebacker, getting six, seven yards, then pointing at the sticks, and then, you know, celebrating with his teammates. Then on the sidelines, he had his helmet off. He was next to the coach. You could tell he was playing a little bit more loose. It was a little bit more fun. They start stacking some wins, and then they start getting into his ear. Look, you can't turn it over because our defense is, like, kind of good. So you got to do this, and you got to do that. They start filling his head with all this stuff, and then they pull him. You know what I mean? When he has a bad game against Denver. And then they pull him again against uh, the Raiders. Like, you know, you got to think that you, 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 didn't, you didn't do him any favors. You may have done your team some favors, namely in that, uh, that Raiders game. But maybe you didn't do your, your fifth overall pick any favors by pulling him. Well, let's Raiders. also keep in mind that he missed the Jets game because of an yes. injury, right? I mean, and, and so... And that injury was also iffy. Uh, I, you know, I don't have any information on this. All I have I'm is that curious. I saw him. I saw him throwing in the tunnel. Okay, and a quarterback throws in the tunnel. You know, he's usually fine. Like there's nothing wrong with his with his thumb. But for whatever reason, he wasn't going to play in that game. And I think that they took it as a refresher. It was coming off the Denver game, right? So they decided, you know what? Let's give him a a week to refresh off of his terrible game against Denver. And then here's what we have to keep in mind too. Mm -hmm. They're not going to ever say anything, anything. Well, I hate to say ever, but they're not going to say anything whatsoever about that hip. Right. Ever. Or at least ever last year there, they were, they were never going to say anything about that hip last year. Um, because it's a it is is red hot issue to to touch on, um, and I wonder how much the hip was bothering him down the stretch. He misses that game against the Jets. Um, you know, I know there was a finger issue there too, and mm-hmm. um, and that's what they that's what they they blamed on. But you know, from listen, we know what happened in the Denver game, right? I mean, they they came out there and. He took, I mean, he took a beating and, and Denver, I mean, they game planned as well. I mean, they, I think uh, Chan Gailey even said it. He's like, you know, we didn't, what we went in there with was not what they, they gave us. And, um, and so, you know, that what happened happened. It was his first real bad outing, but at the same time he got clobbered. And I wonder if from that point on physically, he was bad. Like he was not feeling good. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, in the hip, <laughs> um, 
you know, and I, I wonder if that really affected him. Yeah, it was they'll also ne- they'll not they'll not say it. They'll never say it. Right. Yeah, and it's a you know, I'm I'm one of these guys that actually pays attention to the equipment that they wear. I always found it strange that he didn't wear a girdle last year. And mm-hmm. for a guy that hurt his hip, why wouldn't you wear a girdle? I know that it takes away your mobility. You know, oh, and not many wild. quarterbacks, not many quarterbacks nowadays wear it because I guess it does take away your mobility. But it's mo- it's, it's usually the immobile guys that wear a girdle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Tom Brady wears a girdle. So it was strange, right, that he didn't wear a girdle coming off of a off of a hip injury. Like, but that's maybe that that's off. part of it, though. Maybe that's maybe that's part of it with him. Like he needs to he needs to be feeling like he needs to be feeling free and, and healthy to to really have his confidence. And, yeah. And if he's wearing the girdle, he's thinking, OK, I'm protecting the hip already. <laughs> right. Well, and also and also maybe he can't get the same power on the ball or something like that. You never know. That's uh, true. So I will we'll see. But. But it's that the trainer's language, it seemed, I mean, he was tying them to the two things together. It was a healthy Tua is a confident Tua and a confident Tua is a Super Bowl winner or something like that, you know? And, and so he's basically mapping out for us what happened last year, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. Wasn't healthy. That sapped his confidence. That's why you, that's what happened in the second half. Because those first four games were fine, or the first three games really were, were fine. The Rams game, the Cardinals game, and uh, the Chargers game. He was wilding out against the Cardinals, mm-hmm. right? And, no, um, he was great in that game. He was yeah. good against the. He was really good. The games he was really good last year against the Bengals. He was really good, but you know it is the Bengals. Okay, right. That's true. But yeah, uh, if but you could have just played some, you know, some some magic stats. <laughs> you know, you mm-hmm. could play, you know, connect the dot magic stats in that game. And if you give him the completion to Jakeem Grant, you're talking about like 75% completions. Oh yeah. Multiple touchdowns and like 380 yards receiving. I mean, yeah, and that uh, was gonna passing. be like what an 80 yard touchdown or something. That was gonna like, be I like mean, an 80 yard touchdown. He threw for 300 yards in that game, uh, 296 in that game. So, 96, yeah. So yeah, he would have put up big numbers in that. It would game. have been a it would have been a really nice game for him. Um, otherwise, and and which is interesting because this was after the Denver, after having to miss the Jets game, um, maybe some time off got him a little bit, you know, got him a little bit looser. Uh, but then, like the weekly grind from that point on, just I don't know. Well, certainly we know that the offense wasn't helping. Um, no, I mean, everybody's hurt. Chan Gailey's kind of calling things real tight in the first halves. And so, yeah, I think that the team got tight when they saw they had a chance to make the playoffs. And yeah, I don't know who you blame for that, but you know, personally, like, you know, if, if, if you got to five and three playing loose, stay loose. And if, if all hell breaks loose on your team, which likely would have, had they had look, and a lot of people are going to say, yeah, but you know, if they play loose, maybe they make the playoffs. No, it's probably the opposite because maybe a couple of those conservative game plans blows up in their faces. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If they if they're just cut loose against maybe the like they played a really conservative game against the the Patriots. If they play loose, maybe two of throws. Remember, he threw one pick at the goal line. Yeah. 
Okay, maybe he throws another one. And and if you re- remember back that back to that game, they were down a touchdown in the fourth quarter. So right. you don't know if maybe they lose that game if they're playing you know nice and loose. So yeah, you know I I felt that they they tightened up, and if you break up the season in two parts, they essentially put up the same record in both parts. One part playing nice and loose with Fitzpatrick, and the other part playing more conservative with Tua Tonga Wailoa. But, you know. Well, they're embracing that. They're embracing that this year because they got friggin' Jalen Waddle and Fuller V. And, uh, and then, uh, and they're going to, they're going to spread it out. And, you know, Mike, Mike Kosicki's still there. And, and so it's basically four wide receivers because we know that Mike Kosicki is kind of a, <laughs> kind of a wide receiver. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be spreading out and they're going to be, they're going to be playing, playing looser. I mean, they didn't. So, so they did two things, right? They, they upgraded Jalen Waddle with Jalen Waddle and Will Fuller, and um, and then did not upgrade the running back position. So it's sort of like yeah. talk about burning the boats. Like we're either we're either going to go we're either going to go all out and loose with this passing attack. Or well, I would s- I would say that as far as the running backs, they gave it a boost because <laughs> last year they had Gaskin and Ahmed. This year they're giving it an additional boost with Malcolm Brown. I think he's a, he's a really nice. RB two, RB three type. So could be, uh, but he could also you could also get him in the game and find that the only thing that you can really do with him is that short yardage, which is what they found with Jordan Howard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know things happen I mean, from one just, year to the next. It's just reality. Know? That's just reality. Let's be honest about that. You know, it's 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 strong strong possibility. Otherwise, everybody had been clamor. You know, everybody had been trying to sign him. Um, yeah, Malcolm Brown's best stuff last year was in eleven personnel outside zone runs. Like that's what he did best yeah. with the. Rams. And that's what they're going to do. I mean, Studsville's mm-hmm. a Studsville's a Shanahan guy. Mm-hmm. Ah. So, and that's what I think Gaskin and them when they were talking about uh, hinting at how how the attack is going to change. They, they know, they know what, um, what Studsville favors, mm-hmm. you know, that I think, I think they're kind of getting at that. I think they're getting at, at that outside zone stuff, um, which is going to be interesting. Cause I don't know that they have, they've built them the, the right offensive line for that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tend to agree with that as well. You know, you know, another thing I want to say is Tua Tungvalu going to have the C on his chest. Because I believe that they're they're going to allow the players to vote on it this year. Because last year, well, it was two years ago, where Flores assigned the the captaincies. Last year, players voted on it, and you knew Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to get it over Tua Tagovailoa since you know Tua had never played. But this year, I wonder how that's going to work out. Right, like that's going to be interesting to see. Will Fuller was a captain I in Houston. Think, I don't think he's going to get it. Really, you don't think he's going to get the C in his chest? No, I think I think the team, the team is still like kind of like you know tepid on him. They're they're one. I mean, they like him personally. Yeah, but but they don't know. They haven't seen it yet. They haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. And um, and he's not gonna. They're not gonna see it until he shows it in the games. And and they're they're gonna vote on the captains before the games. So. I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, another interesting thing uh, in those videos, uh, Bernard McKinney breaking the, the, the huddle. 
on one video. <laughs> like that's what we're doing. <laughs> we're trying to break down little snippets of video. You know, if Bernard McKinney's breaking the huddle, like, you know, what does that say about Jerome Baker? Bernard McKinney's is a four-time captain uh, with Houston. So I guess, you know, who's going to wear the C on his chest on defense, right? Probably. Well, yeah. That's it. Yeah. There is no more. We broke down the entire roster and everything that they did this offseason and how it, you know, how it fits for what they're going to do going forward. Next week, we will answer your Twitter questions. And after that, a hiatus, maybe a month long one, maybe three weeks. But most of June, we will be out. That's it. There is no more. We will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.